Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. I'm Diane Ray, taking the calls here in Carlsbad, and Dr. Dyer joins us in Hawaii. And how are things going over there today? Things are just uh, the way they're supposed to be. Fabulous. Everything is, everything is just fine. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> And uh, um, I'm anxious to get out into it. And uh, I just had a, about a two-hour massage this morning. And um, I spent uh, the whole day yesterday with someone you may have heard of. I don't know if you've heard of her or not. Her name's Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. She has that or yeah. had that mildly successful show yeah, <laughs> for many years, yeah. 25 years. Right. Yeah, right. Wow. I got to spend some face yeah. time with Oprah. Well, we, uh, it was really just a wonder. I want to tell the audience a little bit about it. It's uh, for her, uh, uh, I guess it's Soul Sunday series or something on OWN. Um, and she's been saying, you know, just in, she's been actually going around the world, uh, you know, before she had to sort of stay in Chicago and um, people would come to her. And now she's out there. She just got back from India. She was over there with Deepak and. Um, she did one with uh, Steven Tyler. Uh, who, I saw that who, uh, big Aerosmith yeah, fan, right up in <laughs> uh, in in New Hampshire, and uh, George Lucas at his place. And she just sort of, I guess, when you have your own plane and uh, your own staff, you can just do whatever you want. You know, it's like. Uh, but anyway, she um, she does have a place here on Maui, and she's uh, you know I have my new book is coming out in a, just a couple of weeks now, uh, which is fulfilled, and. Um, along with so many other things going along with it. It's really an exciting time. Um, and so she had uh, asked if I would uh, participate in that. So we, uh, my three of my children were here, and my sweetheart uh, was here, Mira. Uh, and we um, we went out there. We, they sent a car, and uh, off we went. My daughter, Serena, flew all the way from uh, Florida uh, just so that she could meet Oprah because she had one of these vision board things, you know, that they did with the secret business. And oh, she yeah. Created one. Treasure map. And she had, she had put one of um, meeting Oprah, uh, meeting Oprah Winfrey myself personally. And so she got on a plane and uh, used my credit card, which is amazing how that thing works. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, you just make a phone call and give a number and boom, you're here. Anyway, so she got a chance to meet Oprah, who was just really wonderful to her, to her and my daughter Sky, and my son Sands, and uh, uh, and Mira and myself. Um, but then um, we, we we filmed it outdoors. Um, so she had read that. So that's one of the things about Oprah. She's you know probably one of the most admired uh, women uh, ever. You know, you know certainly she is uh, on this planet today, um, and not just the women, but people. She's made such a huge impact and, and really lives a lot of the things that, I, that I've been writing about for years about, you know, you find your purpose in serving others and, and uh, uh, you know, sort of taming your own ego and, uh, and being overly generous and overly kind and, uh, you know, and just living from a, a spiritual uh, perspective. Um, and uh, I've, uh, I've admired her. Now, I've known Oprah since she was uh, 22 years old um, when she was working up in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, on the People Are Talking show when I had written Your Erroneous Zones. And I had gone up there three or four times. We had gotten together, and I had done her show. And um, she was just always very, very generous and kind to me and loved that book. Um, it was really a, a turning point a book for her in her life, she had said. 
So um, over the years, though, I've, I hadn't done her show a lot. I, there's a lot of people in this field who did uh, and were really uh, you know, helped by Oprah's uh, endorsement of their work and so on. People like John Gray and, and Gary Zukoff and you know, Phil McGraw and, and, and so many others who were really helped a lot. But I, I didn't go that route. Um, I did her show a couple of times, but I basically um, did things from my own perspective. I... Um, but I've always, always had this great admiration for this woman. And uh, they called and asked if, uh, if, if I would come out and, and just spend a couple of hours with her. Uh, so we set this thing up in, uh, on the other side of the island. I live on, the, on, on West Maui, and this is, was set up uh, way up in the, uh, in Kula, way up in the mountains. And it's pretty isolated, which it would have to be. Um, people, celebrities who have places on Maui have to, kind of keep it hidden because they put out maps, you know, on how to get to their Right, like the stars' homes in Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so uh, anyway, we went up to this place, and, um, and they had it all set up outside with all the trucks and the, you know, the equipment and, and so on, and and uh, we went out there and talked. Now, it was getting, it was, it was getting cloudy because it's uh, up there in Kula. It's uh, sort of part of a rainforest, you know. It's just the beginning of the rainforest, but it rains a lot up there. Um, but we held it off, uh, and it was very interesting because the, as we would begin talking about some of these themes, um, uh, uh, about spirituality and about, you know, she was having a whole issue with this concept I've been saying over and over again, that we are God, you know, and she was saying, well, I can, you know, I can get this, uh, that we are connected to God, but that we are God. And, and I said, well, this is what Jesus said. I mean, if he if he if he'd meant you, you are almost God, he would have said that. But he said you are gods, <laughs> and uh, we had we just had a wonderful, wonderful talk. But as we would talk about some of these really highly spiritual principles, the mist would come in, and then the the the, the, the sort of foggy mist would come, and the clouds would we the clouds would be right over our head. It was just it was surreal, almost the way uh, the way it went. We. We were out there for almost two hours. At the just as we were ending, uh, the rains came. So it was, uh, you know, it all it all just worked out very, very beautifully. But talking to just spending a couple of hours talking to one of the most admired people uh, in the world, and 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 one of the most known people in the world. Um, you, I have after finishing that conversation, which was just basically very conversational, very much like what we do here on this on the show. You know. Um, uh, it was uh, it was just such a, a, a just a wonderful feeling to be uh, sitting across from someone who has um, who has made such a huge huge impact and yet has maintained her 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 humility and her, her humanity more than even more than that um, just exceptionally kind kind to you know I had told her about my daughter flying all the way to be there and she went over put her arm around her kissed her on the cheeks my Serena said I'm never washing my face again you know, <laughs> she said, oh. and uh, and allowed her to take pictures and uh, and the conversation was on wishes fulfilled and uh, it's just something that just you could see that she didn't just um, you know have a bunch of questions given to her by a producer which happens a lot in this you know when you do these interviews because when you're interviewing a new person every day, you just don't have time to read all of this. She had read every word of Wishes Fulfilled, and she was, she even said to me, "This is this is different for you." And she said, "I think this is the best thing you've ever done." Um, and I was very touched by that. Uh, and and she had, you know, notes all the way through it, and 
and it was like an intelligent conversation rather than a uh, you know trying to trap your guest or to try to look at the flaws or whatever just you could see that that these kinds of ideas about being able to manifest or being able to attract to the right events the right people into your life I mean, this is from someone who was born in Mississippi in 1954 and, you know, whose destiny had been laid out for her to, you know, to work as a maid, perhaps for somebody, for a, a white family in, in, uh, in the South someplace. And that was her mother's, uh, sort of her mother's dharma and her aunt's dharma. But for her, there was, she had something different burning inside of her. And, and I know the same feeling. I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't black born in Mississippi, but I was white born in Detroit, and a father left and, and lived in an orphanage and so on. And uh, but I always had those dreams, you know. And so we were able to share that. And it was, you can tell that this is this is an area that she's not only uh, interested in, but she's intrigued by it because her life, uh, uh, you know, could have easily gone down a very very different road uh, for her. Uh, uh, and she knows. She knows about the the mystical side of life. I mean, her mother and her father <coughs> had uh, had sex once in their life, one time under a tree, um, and when her mother was like a teenager, and it was like it was the only time. And uh, an Oprah came about as a result of that, and all of the people who've been impacted by her came about as a result of that poodle skirt that her mother was wearing when she was just a teenager. Uh, <laughs> it was the and skirt. And she tells that. She op openly tells that story. I don't know. You've probably heard it. Oh, sure. And you've been you've been in this business, Diane. I mean, you've yeah. been interviewing. You've been on radio. I mean, is Oprah someone that you have those kind of feelings about as well? Well, I definitely ad admire what she's accomplished and and has been able to achieve in her life. So, yeah, she's, of course, how could you not? Mm -hmm. I mean, I watch that show yeah. every day, you know, after school, uh -huh. uh, growing up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like she's definitely a, a big influence. And mm. um, and even I watch her when she, when she does interviews. And, and I liked um, – and I agree with what you're saying, how she is very uh, – is very genuine in her interest in, in a lot of, you know, like what Hay House mm. publishes, you know, a lot of what you talk right. about. And mm. she really is interested in that and applying it to her life. And mm. I remember she asked Steven Tyler a question about, you know, how can you not get consumed by your ego when you're – you know, your life is so large. And you can see that mm. she's gone through those, asking herself right. those questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if you, really I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever heard her speak, but, and this is, because uh, she's really a tremendous speaker. I mean, she, she, um, she can really get it, keep an audience on the edge of their seat. And, uh, you know, this is something I take a lot of pride in is my, you know, my speaking as well. But um, I was, uh, I was fascinated by her, um, just her humanity, you know, her um, her her willingness to uh, uh, just come, you know, not not to uh, not to come from such a place of ego, you know. It's just like it was like sitting sitting there for a couple of hours, sitting outside. I mean, the place was covered with. Uh, you know, human. You know, all kinds of people, cameramen and producers, and uh, direct, and all kinds of people. You know, and here was this just, just soft-spoken, sweet person talking about um, the, the, you know, ideas that really have made a, a huge impact on her life. And when I think about the number of people that uh, that she has impacted, and and <clears throat> the direction that her life has taken. I just had a wonderful, wonderful day. It was um, it was one of the highs. I can't wait to for, see it for me in my life. Yeah, yeah. So I have to ask you though: Did you get to take a sneak peek in the refrigerator? Or anything like that? 
<laughs> I might have been no. tempted to do that. You know, like, does she have a thin mint stash in there or bologna or anything? <laughs> No, I didn't do. I didn't do that. No. I, I, they, I, they took about about an hour and a half to do my makeup, which is just amazing. You know? Wow! But with high definition, I used to object <laughs> to that, but but now you, with these high definition cameras, it shows cameras, everything. Yeah, you know, one one little tiny creek uh, crease in a in a seventy one year old face can look like the Grand Canyon if you know if it's a you know it's unforgiving so, uh, those HD TVs. Yes, it, it really. And then when they put too much makeup on, then that shows as well. And then they say, "Well, he's just covering up the Grand Canyon because you know." So it's a. But anyway, no, the the girl who put it on was uh, I actually was doing a therapy session with her for about an hour, just helping her with. Uh, an interesting problem that she was presenting. So, I think people just, do, uh, people do that to you a lot, do they? When they meet you, oh, I have this problem, Doctor Dyer. Yeah, sometimes. Help me. Sometimes <laughs> I didn't <laughs> mind. I, I I enjoyed talking to her. She was uh, uh, <clears throat> very concerned. The the issue was one that I've I've come up against and and seen uh, you know a lot in my own life, uh, especially with raising a lot of children. Uh, is that she was involved with her her best girlfriend's ex, um, and so she was involved, and she didn't want to tell her best girlfriend that she and her ex were, you know, uh, getting together. And <clears throat> I just I kept asking her about the concept of ex. I said, "Doesn't ex mean ex? It doesn't mean that if you go out with someone or you're married to someone, and then you're not with them anymore, that you own them for life, and your friends aren't allowed to go out with them." And she had this whole loyalty thing around, you know, dating someone that, you know, and and the and the girlfriend was basically involved totally with somebody else, and she felt that this would be a disloyal thing for her to do to go out with her ex. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? I just I would. I just kept saying. Now, I think if some time has passed, you know, and the other person's obviously moved on, that mm -hmm. that can be amicably worked out. Um, and, and she should just be straight with her, honest with her friend and say, yeah. look, you know, if you if you I, care about yeah. both of us, you shouldn't mind. We're together. Yeah. But she was just terrified about what her girlfriend was going to say. And I thought, X is X. I mean, it's like, and I don't even know why some time has to go by. You know, if, if someone leaves... If someone Maybe that's just you, for me. Yeah, <laughs> I well, need a little so, separation, you know. You still think that you have some kind of <laughs> claim on someone that you're not even seeing anymore and you're seeing someone else. And I, I just kept looking at her and say, this is just called insanity. This is a very easy one. <laughs> you know, but anyway, it was fun. We had a lot of fun with it. Tell her to listen to Everybody Hay House Radio. <laughs> yeah, right. We're uh, fans has, here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, um, she's awesome. She really is. And she's an, just an awesome human being, an awesome person. Uh, the, she reminds me a lot of um, the, one of the, my favorite people ever that I knew in, in, in this whole world of show business was Dinah Shore. Um, I've spoken about her before. She was just kind to everyone, you know. And uh, Oprah and I even talked about that, that if you're, if you're not kind to the, to the waitress, and the flight attendant, and the um, the person who's uh, you know cleaning your bathrooms and your toilets while you're staying in the hotel. If you're not kind to those people, extraordinarily kind, then you can't really call yourself a kind person. That's it's like, and we talked about the difference between human love and spiritual love and divine love. And divine love calls for love for everything and everyone under under no condition because that's all you have to give away. You know, so I'm sure she um, agreed. She did. She did, and she treats her people that way. Um, working for Oprah is uh, is a plum job. Because they all stay. Get, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, and 
I have the same thing. And my, I mean, the people that have worked for me um, have all my assistant. The one Maya person. Been, <laughs> she's been with me for 35 years. My uh, the, the person that I do investments with has been with me for almost 40 years. Um, my editor, Joanna Pyle, who's edited uh, about 30 of my books, has been with me uh, since erroneous since 1976. When you treat people, and I was just talking to Mira about that on the way over here, that um, you know that when you treat people well, and, um, and and you give them a little bit more than they expect, uh, and you you know you go over the top with it, uh, it, and it isn't because you're showing off. It's because I've always said if you're not generous when it's hard, uh, you won't be generous when it's easy. And generosity is is about being godlike, and um, that's one of the things I work on. Uh, or I don't even work on it anymore. I just live from that place. Yeah. Just a natural state of being. Yes, exactly. All so right, you've that's got a lot my of little people. preliminary. <laughs> yeah, we got people calling in today. They all want to talk. We're right, ready to go. Have, we have about five well, minutes. Let's go at it. Let's go at it. Then let's we'll get somebody it. for five minutes. Yeah. Well, let's start with Brenna, and she's calling from Philadelphia on line 10. And thanks for being patient. You're on with Dr. Dyer today. Hi, Dr. Dyer. Hi, Brenna. Um, How are you, my dear? I'm... Um, I just, uh, I'm 26, and I've lived with my mom being an alcoholic my whole life. And um, she goes on binges, and she's one, she's my best friend. Like, she's the best person ever. But I just, I always have a hard time with it, and I feel like I take on all the anxieties, and I don't know how to stop. Like, she had one, she's going through one now, and I'm just, have this anxiety that she's going to lose her job now. Mm-hmm. And I know I've been told, like, my whole life through friends and people that she knows, like, you can't, you have to live your life. And I understand that, but it's hard to do when you care so much about it. Sure. Of course it is. How, how old is your mom? She's 53. And how long has she been uh, doing this? Um, Since I was young, but it's never, it used to be like, I mean, it's bad when she does it, but she goes on binges. And the binges probably happen um, every maybe couple months. But when she goes mm-hmm. on them, they last about a week, and they're horrific. Like they're just—I mm. don't live—I don't live at home anymore, but I live close, and right. it affects me because we're very close. And I, I right. just, my whole world feels t- like it's stopped. Yeah, right. Does she know how this impacts you? And and um... yeah, and she feels bad about it. And I know it's a disease. I know about alcoholism, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how to live with it without it affecting me so much that like I can't go about my day when it happens and I just work. Yeah. Well, Brenna, my dear, um, I've, I've been around this a lot in my life. Um, and, um, you know, the, uh, my, my stepfather was an alcoholic. My brother's an alcoholic. I, I gave up alcohol myself because I knew I could go down that path. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, um, first for your mother, the best thing that you can do for your mother is love her through it. I really believe that. Um, and, and not be in, in a state of judgment with her. Uh, as, as hard as that is, uh, you know, to, to uh, accomplish for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, to not be judging her and saying, if only you didn't do that, to let her know that she is loved regardless. You know, very often that can be the impetus for her to, to, to really make that change. Yeah. Um, has, she, has she read A Million Little Pieces? Yeah, she has. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, to ask her to, ask her to reread it. I think it's really... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and my friend Leonard, those are both James Fry's books on, on uh, that were very, very impactful and powerful, and, and helped my daughter. Uh, one of my daughters is is in that world. Um, not so much alcohol, but but drugs. But it's all basically mm-hmm. the same yeah. kind of thing. 
I think she knows. Uh, she knows that she ha- she knows she has a problem, and she's very mm-hmm. regretful when she after it happens. Like right. uh, it's just something in like the brain that triggers it, and I don't know like where it comes from. And I yeah, nobody I does know. really. Yeah, I I I, th- I have. If I were talking to her, I would take a very different stance. I would tell I would be talking to her and helping her to find God. Uh, yeah. And I don't mean I don't mean religion, but I mean to really find that highest place within herself, that place of well-being. She did not come into this world addicted to alcohol. She came from right. a place of perfect well-being. And, you know, her first food was uh, her mother's milk or, you know, uh, you know, just healthy food, which kept her alive. And uh, and we get into these patterns of, of leaving our state of well-being. And that's why we end up eating animals, uh, you know, that we kill for food. And it's why we, you know, end up with a third of our population being obese and, and mm-hmm. about half of our population addicted to the, if they're not addicted to alcohol, they're addicted to prescription drugs or, you know, taking, you know, something uh, in order to get, uh, to handle the problems of their life and so on. We've become a highly addictive society and yeah. we're, we're constantly being bombarded with that. Um, but if she can find that place and you might want to play this for her, play, you know, play what you're, you know, this call here today yeah. and, and say, to, you know, say to her, so that's, that, but for you, Brenna, for you, you have got to detach yourself from this. You have got mm-hmm. to just say, this is my mom's choice. And she, you know, the path that she's on now, she could very well, um, you know, end up taking her own or taking her own, uh, her own life away from her, whether it's a, you know, to, you know, totally, you know, like a, a, a form of suicide mm-hmm. or, um, you know, end up whatever it is, but you've got to be able to understand that this is the choice that she is making. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.